0: i am so excited about this episode our girl rebecca lyons is back if you know rebecca then you know she's all about rhythms in your life taking inventory of what's working and what's not and today she's sharing with us when and how to say yes to god in the legit surrendered way like what if it was a joy to say yes to god and it might be for you and that's amazing sis but many times when we sit in quiet and ask what the Lord has for us. We can be frightened by his answer, confused by his answer, or honestly not hear an answer at all. And if you feel like this, then this episode was made with you in mind. Today's episode is going to leave you feeling full of inspiration with great tools and practicals to find your next yeses in life. And honestly, you're going to want to hug Rebecca because she's just that great. We have some updates coming at you from the podcast that I'm really excited and eager to share. So make sure you click subscribe or download so that you don't miss that update when it does go live. If you love the show, we'd love to hear your encouragement and support, and this actually helps us reach more people with the love and encouragement that you can find inside our episodes. You mean the world to me, and I think about you every time I have the honor of sitting behind this microphone, and I pray that today's episode meets you where you are and helps you get excited about being the best version that you can be. So without further ado, here is today's conversation with Rebecca Lyons. Rebecca, welcome to or welcome back to, should I say, Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm so excited to have you again. Oh, thank you so much for having me, girl. Of course. You have yet another amazing thing out there in the world. I'm going to let you share with all the people, but in case they haven't listened to our previous episode and maybe they haven't met you online yet, which they totally should. Would you take a second and tell us a little bit about you, who you are, your family and all the things you've got going on?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, Let's see. I have been married about 24 years with my husband, Gabe, and we run a nonprofit that just helps Christians engage culture. kind of just in a civil way, in a thoughtful and respectful way, and staying curious, uh, thinking well, and advancing good. So we've done that in arts and media and government and policy and education for the last 15 years. And then we have raised four kids. Crazy. Um, we have a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old. We just dropped off at college for the first time, which my mama heart is still recovering from And a 16-year-old and junior and an eight-year-old. So two boys, two girls. And my journey in short is we moved to New York City about 11 years ago. And I started to have panic attacks. And I, you know, turned into kind of a full-blown disorder. And the Lord met me there and rescued me. And I've been on a emotional health journey, honestly, to help the church engage Um, prevention measures for emotional, spiritual, relational health, and I feel like there's no more better time that this is needed than now. So it's been about a decade of my own learning, and then I just have written books about it And this is a new devotional that's connected with that as well.
0: So you have this new devotional, Surrendered Yes, 52 Devotions to Let Go and Live Free, which I am so excited about this because saying yes and leaning into discernment and what God has for you is totally a hot topic between my friends and I these days. So I want to know if you can define surrender, this idea of surrender first off, to make sure we're all on the same page. Uh, I believe that it's a slow
1: and steady process of handing things over. So, and that leads to freedom. And then I think another way of looking at it is, at it is acknowledging what is. Um, sometimes we fight so hard against it, whether we numb out or we're in denial. And part of surrender is just acknowledging what is the circumstance or the situation that's in front of us that we have no control
0: mm-hmm. over. Yeah, that's good. So with that in mind, what is the difference between... Like your normal, typical yes, but then an actual surrendered and intentional yes? Yeah, I think a
1: surrendered yes is asking something of you that requires some sacrifice. And it requires risk. It requires letting go of what you hold dear, perhaps, or something that, um, you know, a surrender so much can be when you're in a transition season. And I think COVID has been a great. Setting an example of a surrendered yes, because it wasn't something we asked for or planned for or imagined, and then yet it is. (laughs) And and so I think a lot of our resilience this last, you know, eighteen months was really contingent on how willing are we to accept what is, and then ask God to show us a new path, a new you know, a venturing out in a new way. And, um, you know, I just love how the Lord directs our steps. like, we can make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. And it's not that the call and the assignment on your life is no longer true or that maybe the work or the vocation you were doing before this big interruption happened is not possible, but it does mean that the steps that you take to get there or fulfill those things or walk it out, look different. And so that to me is surrender in the everyday. It's, you know, I think most of our yeses, um, ultimately, if they're from God, they are surrendered because they always look a little different than we planned, right? Like when does life ever turn out the way we imagined and planned? I mean, maybe on a short cycle, like, hey, we made a plan as a team and we fulfilled these, we executed this way and we got the results um, that we were looking for. But mostly in life, whether it's raising a family or building a career or um, just starting new relationships that you're not in control, like you, you, you know, to do what is in front of you, you know, you're, you're trying the best you can to steward what's in front of you with wisdom, discernment, prayer, guidance, all of those things. But in the end, still, you, you hold things loosely, say, God, the sovereignty of God is so great, and His plans and purposes are for our good and for His glory. So I know that's true, even when sometimes the circumstances might not feel that way in the immediate. And that's something that got real to me in this last year and a half, that sometimes we really feel and see and sense the nearness of God, like, and we're just on cloud nine, and we're just walking in communion and, and killing it, right? Like feeling like His presence is so palpable. And yet we read in scripture, there are certainly many Psalms of lament of why have you forsaken me? Where are you? Are you, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, right? It's just this kind of like, um, us sometimes feel like we're forging our way in a little bit of the dark and, and yet what God has is this constant refrain in, in, um, in this journey of, do you trust me? And so I was thinking about like the passage that says, um, I probably should have had it pulled up, but where he says, um, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We think that's a passage about capacity, but it's actually a passage about contentment because before that he talks about in gain or loss in, in rich or poor in highs and lows, um, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so basically what he's saying is I can choose to trust you when you are making it rain, when I can trust you when there's famine, I can trust you when the kids are all like just wonderful, shining examples in the community, or they're completely spinning out. (laughs) I can trust you when my marriage is effortless. I can trust you when it's really hard. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so it makes me realize that contentment doesn't, isn't naturally, it's not natural for us to just always be content in all things. He's basically saying that in order for us to just surrender to every waking moment, it's going to take him to give us the strength to do that.
0: And when you joined us um, back in December, you spoke a little bit about your experience with anxiety and panic attacks. And so I'm sitting here listening and listening to you and thinking, this sounds wonderful. And I'd love to go to God with my everything. But if I'm completely real and get down to the root of it, a lot of times what holds me ta- holds me back is my own fear and my own anxiety. And I can 100% relate to you mm-hmm. about the what if and yeah. how come and how is this going to work out? Well, what is the – I think – Like just to turn the question
1: to you for a second, what could you name what that fear is? The fear of letting go, what are you afraid will happen?
0: Yeah. And I guess for me, and maybe even a lot of us, it's the whole, what if it doesn't work out the way we intended? Which again, as I say it, (laughs) as it's coming out of my mouth. I'm like, yes, this is a pride thing. Yeah, no. I mean, it's so
1: natural, right? Ultimately, it's a fear of failure. It's a fear that what I'm hoping for or longing for won't come to pass. And is that, is that a reflection on me? Is that a reflection on God? Who, who do I get to blame? <laughs> so know? good. Yeah, yeah.
0: And,
1: and part of it's just getting honest with the Lord before that. And I, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I thought something would go a certain way and they did. It didn't, it didn't. And that can start to really erode confidence. Um, but what I'm learning is it's what it's doing is it might be eroding confidence in myself but giving greater confidence in what I can't see in the one who holds all things in the one who holds all things together. And I do think we go through trial and God allows those things to happen. um, Not because of punishment, not because he's, um, you know, taunting us or trying to um, tease or, or manipulate. It's, it's more about him going, do you want to do this your way? Or do you want to do this my way? I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to force myself on you. I'm not going to, just say, you have no choice. This is what we're doing. I've given you the gift of free will to determine, um, how you live your days. Um, but some of the choices you're making kind of naturally are going to lead to some hurt. They just are like, that's kind of the result of sin. So you can, you can go that direction and then you can come back to me and go, Lord, I'm not my will, but yours be done, right? Mm, not my yeah. dreams, but yours be done. Not my agenda, <laughs> not my anointing, yours be done and not my glory, right? And I think we want that really. I truly trust that a lot of us are, I mean, we are good-willed people. We're daughters of God. We really want to please him. But sometimes um, just because of our circumstances or family of origin or the way we've kind of, maybe our birth order, we still feel very responsible uh, for the outcome, and one thing I've learned so much in you know going through just my own healing these last this last year and a half is that um, one of the parenting principles is for our kids, which makes total sense. But I don't always receive it for myself as a daughter of God, which is um, to praise the effort, not the outcome. Wow. and with our kids, right? Like to always be like, Oh, you got straight A's. Awesome. It doesn't matter if you kind of skimped around on like actual learning. Um, but when we see our kids doing hard things and we're, we're like, you're working really hard to, to grasp that concept or nail that math, you know, formula, whatever it is, or you're, you're putting in extra time. Um, in your sport or your art or whatever it is. And I see you working very hard and I affirm that in you because that's actually producing character, which produces hope, right? When we think about suffering produces character, which produces hope, this, this kind of like endurance run, um, is so vital to our, our fortifying our faith and it develops us and matures us. And so I think about myself going, The Lord is like, I see you working um, and let me, let me actually be the yoke that's easy and light so that you're not making your, your half of the yoke, like super heavy and burdensome and you're working so hard to get this outcome. Um, I I affirm your work ethic, but let me also um, join you in this and let it be fun so that it's not just about the prize. It's not about the reward of the of the effort. It's about the journey that we get to actually be in communion and we get to create beautiful things together. And so that's kind of helped me in my own um, surrender. It's like sometimes I think it's surrendering the outcome, and in doing that, it makes the the just the journey of learning and growth so much more fulfilling because I've not put these um, unspoken expectations. On myself, where my worth is only as good as my latest accomplishment.
0: Yeah. And you're not taking responsibility. So it's not on yourself. So even if it does fail, you've kind of already given it up and surrendered it. And so you're like, okay, Lord, it's yours. It's yours to fix. It's yours to show up. It's yours to get the glory from, which makes it easier. Like you're saying, it is the promise he gives us that he's going to give us exceedingly abundantly more all that we could ever ask or imagine. It right. seems so simple, you know, as long as we surrender that thing to the Lord, he can give mm-hmm. us way more than what our little hands could ever do with it. That's Ephesians 3.20. Yeah,
1: and I think even the asking and imagining, you know, I think what I asked or imagined for a decade ago looks different than what I'm asking or imagining for now. And I wonder if my um, exceeding and abundant um is more just delight as a daughter. Yeah. Like I remember, and when I wrote, "You Are Free," and I had turned the book in, and it was my second book, and it was it looked it was like everything I had in me. I, it was probably my most emotional book, and um, I said I just couldn't stop crying, and I kept. I remember that day, I just went. And, um, I went to the gym, I did Pilates. I was, I couldn't stop crying. I'm like, it's like, I literally birthed a baby and it was just to the publisher. It wasn't even like released yet, but it took so much from me. Freedom is costly. And the message of freedom is costly and writing about it is costly. And of course, Christ is like, yeah, I know. I know it was very costly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware, but, um, I just said, I feel like I, I just felt like the Lord was kind of going like, what, what's the deal? Um, you just, you know, push this baby out, this message of freedom that you have encountered and begun to learn. And I, I think I, I look back now and go, gosh, I I think I was still a little bit enslaved in the reality of the work of writing, right? That, and what I said to God was, I think that Um, I'm afraid that I'll thwart your plans for me because I'm such a mess and you're the only one who knows it. Wow. (laughs) Like that, that, that I'll try my best to do, you know, put my best foot forward and, and look shiny out there and feel like I've got something helpful. But in the end, you really are the one who knows you've seen me at my worst. You understand my, my frailty, my doubt, my insecurity, my fears whatever those things are. And as a result, like you picked the wrong girl, like I'm not, I'm not the one. And, and so I just said, I I'm afraid I'll thwart your purpose for me. And he said, I mean, it's clear as a bell. And of course I don't audibly hear the Lord, but my spirit in my spirit, I felt the Holy spirit say, what if your purpose is for me to love you? And it just stopped me in my tracks because it was like, Oh, okay. So you actually made me as a daughter to receive. To receive exceeding and abundant you're offering me love that's lavish and delightful and unconditional and for whatever reason that's not exceeding and abundant for me what's exceeding and abundant for me currently is the approval of man and he's going hey what's already readily available to you is right here if your purpose is for me to love you then when you receive that in its fullness then you're not you're not walking out into the world with a whole like i've got to prove something you're walking in an overflow of gladness because you know that you and i were good and you are secure and your identity and your passion and your talents and your giftings those are gifts from me and so there's gladness around it there's not pressure and there's not like industry pressure or public pressure because you and I are good. And so that's been a journey of really going, you're right. I mean, I know you're right. But let's go ahead and like just name the idols of achievement or name the idols of um popularity or whatever the things are which I didn't even realize were conscious. The approval of man. I didn't realize that was a conscious thing, but I did feel the cultural pressure to keep up or perform for something. And so I just felt like the Lord in these last few years has going you're surrendered. Yes. Like my main one around this journal uh, or this devotional was saying yes to adopting joy. And I knew by saying yes to that, you know, <laughs> eight years into a career as a working mom who travels and writes and speaks around the country like, Oh wait, I'm adopting a five-year-old from China with down syndrome. Who's never had a mama who's lived in an orphanage her whole life. And that's going to, if I'm saying yes to that, that is a very surrendered yes because it does mean that I'm putting my chips all back in the center of the table and saying, God, if you want me to give up this public life for this private life, I'm I'm ready for that. And so it really just helped me go, "You're worth it." Like you're the prize, you
0: know. I love this so much. It it's very timely. You should know this. Our recent episode with Karen Eamon was about people pleasing. And a lot of what you're saying Mm -hmm. is just a beautiful message that just keeps coming back up in my life. And I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay, okay. I hear you. And I'm sure our listeners would say the same. Being in tune with God and discerning what our yes looks like is just a part of what it looks like to be intimate with God instead of just performing and showing up for a to-do list task. Yeah. And really, it's just so simple. And it makes things like adopting joy and other big yeses in your life and mind, and people listening more simple because our minds like to complicate it and a lot of times that's totally getting to me just trying to just do anything he can to pull all the strings but at the same time the simplicity of saying yes lord whatever you have lord here i am send me that we all would love this idea and romantic idea of I want you to speak to this idea of the actual yes, because there are huge yeses, but I've always loved this idea that those are always accumulated by lots of smaller obedience yeses. So it's not always just this big, Mm -hmm. robust idea, wow, I'm going to go, and I love your story, adopt or quit my Mm -hmm. job and start XYZ or anything large. A lot of times it's just the small Mm -hmm. steady confidences of the small yeses that lead up to a bigger idea of yes.
1: Yes. I think the small yeses make way for the big. Um, We wouldn't be the other way around. And that's why I think in that season of adopting joy, I had already been on a daily journey with the Lord of going, Hey, my life is not my own. Like I've been bought with a price. I've been set free. I don't want to think, I don't want to look back and go, well, she she went up and to the right, you know, because she kind of had the strategies in place and she she gained the world and she lost her soul. Like, I don't I don't I don't want that. So I had already in my life just the yeses for me are as an introvert which I never thought I was an introvert just for the mamas out there until I had kids.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> until I had a lot yes. of kids.
1: All of a sudden it's like, I'm going to go in my bathroom and shut the door for a second. Is everyone cool with that? <laughs> and maybe more travel created that in me as well. Um, but we, we moved out. Um, we live in Franklin and we moved out. We were in a walkable downtown area, which I still love so much. I definitely think there's an energy that I thrive in. But I also wanted to make a counter decision to kind of be in a more um, just a quieter space. And it took real discipline because, again, I in New York City was an adrenaline junkie. I was like, yes, all the things more and more. And um, but out here, my surrendered. Yes, where we live um, is we have a little bit of it's just we see more animals and people. We're not that far out, but you know what I'm saying? It's just quieter, slower. And I sit on my front porch every morning and I just open the word and I journal and I just watch listen to the birds wake up and watch the sunrise and it's it's kind of a cadence of surrender to even say, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna give this time to you and I'm gonna like still my heart because I could jump on Instagram or I could jump on whatever news feed that we're all listening to right now, and all it does is create anxiety for me. It it it's not actually keeping me in a place of a, it's not keeping me in a pure place. And so I'm not saying that there can't be good things cause there are, and there's a lot of need and I don't want to put my head in the sand, but I almost have to input that later in the day and not first thing. Um, because first thing I need to just be fortified and just say, you know, just kind of have that, that, that love of, if my purpose is to be loved by God, then I need to let that wash over me first so that out of that love I can love others. Well, um, so that surrendered, yes, I think is those first moments, giving those to God. Um, I'm very diligent with, with walking. Like yes. that's a very, yes. So a lot of these have come out of the rhythms of renewal book um, before this. And and so it's just setting that morning routine chapter with intention, setting that take a walk chapter with intention. I mean, there is not a day I miss. And partly um, even the routines for deep sleep chapter Um, That was a yes, because it just meant I'm going to stop looking at my phone after sunset because I was trying to get my, I had started having struggles with sleep and I realized I needed to get back on the circadian rhythm. So if you're outdoors in the sunrise or, you know, if you're sitting outside or you're proximate that that sunrise emits blue light that tells you to wake up and the sunset emits red light, which is natural melatonin for your body. So it's good to be outdoors when the sun is rising or setting because it helps reset your circadian rhythm for sleep. And, um, and with digital devices and technology, that's why all of us have so many sleep disorders. So my yes, even that surrender was like, okay, Lord, if I want my days to be, you know, I want to be as intentional in the places I can, and part of that's just coming back to the way you made the world, cleaning up my eating things that are just a yes to just healthier, healthier mind, body, soul, you know, routines and rhythms. So just whether it's what I'm eating or, um, what I'm, you know, products I'm using, it's not, it's not like across the board. This is not like, oh, you have to get all these things in order. It's just me going, getting back to the place of going, God, I want to be what. Um, a recipient of what you naturally give us through your creation and I want to just be
0: mindful of that and with that totally you have the clarity to get the vision to cast things that the Lord is calling you to you would not have had if you had been distracted by the hustle and all the things. So I think, yes, dwindling down, simplifying, finding those rhythms. We love rhythms and renewal around here. We talk about it all the time. Just different things like that can set you up for success to then have the margin to hear and discern what God is actually calling you to and showing you and asking you to show up for and what you should surrender your yes to. Yeah, because that's what God was doing. He was
1: I had always had adoption on the table, but I was never... I I was not really meaning like, we're going to do a big yes. I wasn't anticipating it. I wasn't planning for it. I remember a couple of years prior saying, if you want this to happen, you need to put it right in front of me and I'll name her joy. And it was kind of like, it was dismissive. It was like, okay, Lord. And then I'm going to move on because I, I just really, um, I'm, I'm a believer of like, natural momentum yeah. and walking through the doors the Lord is opening instead of trying to push doors or or climb uphill in an area. That doesn't mean that He doesn't call us to endure and persevere when things are hard. It's more in new realms of newness. Um, it still has to yes. feel like He He's put wind behind it, if that makes sense. Um, otherwise, we can just exhaust ourselves. And I honestly think a lot of us have. I think a lot of us as women in the last decade, we have found our footing with as self- self-employed and entrepreneurial and content creators. And we've somehow found ways to do this online and in social media with kids and families. And it's really fun. Like the idea of it's very fun. It's very creative and it gives us that outlet. But I've also found that after about a seven to 10 year run of that, I'm watching a lot of women want to come back home or they're wanting to slow back down or they're wanting to kind of, um, come back to center because that is a output stream that never ends. And that creates burnout that creates exhaustion. And then ultimately we lose our passion that brought us to that vocation in the first place. And that was what I was afraid of. I was like, if, if you've entrusted to me, um, you, uh, Well, like just even to steward the, the gift of writing, like, I don't want to just be casual about that and just squeeze it in between Instagram posts. I, I want to, I want to honor that, um, with the diligence that requires quiet. It just does. You don't have anything to say if you're not getting quiet and getting away from the noise. That's a chapter in rhythms too. Like silencing the noise for me, has made God so much louder. And so sometimes when we think I don't hear from him, I don't, I don't get those invitations. Like, what are you talking about? I think they're more nudges. I I think it's more like the surrendered. Yes. The everyday. Yes. It's like, Hey, you should, you should lean into that hard conversation. You're trying to avoid. Um, You should ask the Lord why you have such frustration towards this particular person. Um, Hey, when you're always irritable, because like in the, Um, transitions, when we're hurried or rushed, our kids feel it the most. That's when we seem the most unloving because it's always like getting out the door. And so part of it for me has been like the yes is like, I'm going to create more margin between things so that I don't come off as unkind really when I'm really just stressed because I didn't plan enough margin. Little things like that to me are surrendered yeses. Like I'm going to create more room, more space, I'm going to be open to friendships that I wasn't even looking for. Maybe I'm going to let go of the ones that I've been clinging to that are toxic. I'm I'm just going to trust God in every area of my life and um and 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 see how those yeses become more natural
0: for me. That's so good because not all of us have that one big thing that we're praying through right now, but however, this all can set up the pace and the proactive habits within our hearts to be able to show up for when those things do come up and present themselves. I do know there's girls listening that clicked play because they are in the section of women that have big things happening that they need to wrestle through, pray through, surrender, show up for, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they want to say yes to. So I would compare this similarly to when you said yes to adopting Joy, I would want you to speak to and encourage the girl that showed up to this episode today because she just needs someone to show up and encourage her and affirm her in this big surrendered yes idea that she knows she's tugging towards, but it's just frightening to show up and actually do the thing.
1: Yes. Um, well, I, that is real. <laughs> that is a real emotion. Um, even though like, I was tender to this big decision for years, I never thought I would have capacity for it or, you know, it was just a big daunting, like question mark. Like we're, we're full, life is full. And, um, I just felt like once God made a way, you know, you think about, you know, what he did for the Israelites, like he just made a way and, and they, and he delivered them and then he's like, okay, and then I'm, now I'm going to part the Red Sea and then ultimately part the Jordan river for your 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 kids, like what I promised, I am faithful to complete it. It when I realized he made a way for that thing to start to be it started to fall in my lap, right? It wasn't just that it was like this elusive idea. It started to become more evident and people around me started coming to me going, like, we want to help make this happen for you. Um, maybe the obstacles are not there anymore. It's a little easier it, it was like the Lord's going, I'm making a way. Are you are you paying attention to this? Is You know, this is in your heart. You know, I'm making a way for you, but you're still so afraid of the unknown future. You're afraid that in the end, five years from now, you will fail miserably or that it was a mistake. And I just feel like that's the enemy. What he does often is, well, while God knows our hearts, he knows the deepest longings of our hearts. Those longings still require risk. Those longings still require uh, trust. And and so as he makes a way for those longings to be fulfilled, it is typical, typical nature for the enemy to come in and go, God is not going right. to do that for you. Ugh. Of course he's not. <laughs> you better, you know what you're up against. That's like he did in the garden. Like, did God really mean? All he ever does is come against what God's trying to create beautiful through you and and and, and, and elicit doubt. Like it's always about God's leading you somewhere your heart is tender towards it he's making a way for it to happen and then the enemy comes in with massive questions of doubt and that's what shame does it just it's it tries to get you to believe that you're just not enough for whatever it is that god's calling you toward and um, as a result for me, it lasted, it lasted a while. It lasted like three weeks of deliberating. Gabe was a lot more like, I'm settled on this. I'm like, really? I wish I could be. (laughs) And, um, and finally it was like, I was, I'll never forget. I was meeting with a girl over coffee who was struggling in her own anxiety and depression her freshman year of college. And I said, at some point, God just leans in and says, do you trust me? And the minute I said it, I started bawling because I was (laughs) like, I think that was for me. (laughs) because <laughs> it was like in the middle of me telling her that she should step forward in faith. She should risk. Like, it's so obvious for I other people, but totally for ourselves, we're like, no. Um, and, and what it meant for me. And it was, it truly was a surrender because what I knew is that while it would change things, it would allow God to be on a like further display of his glory revealed in my life, not for other people, but for for me to see him show up in my everyday, for me to like see him use joy in our home as a lack, like a literal joy bomb that would explode. And all of a sudden there would be more laughter. There would be more just energy and fun. And of course there's still, um, there's still commitment to it. There's still more, um, you know, I'm doing bedtime tuck ins still, but that's, that's not supposed to be horrible, right? Like that's actually delightful. She's a delightful human. And so partly it's, it's getting past the, like, not what I want God. Cause I really do trust that if you've, if you planted a seed in my heart of desire and you've made a way for it to begin to happen, can I just please trust that you will not leave or forsake me at any step in the journey? And when that, when that promise is there, when that promise is there of the heat, he says, I'll be with you always. I will lead you. I will go, uh, I will, I will go before you. I will bring people around. I mean, all of a sudden, all the signs just start to like all of providence kind of comes around that circumstance and you, you feel very supported in it. Um, not that there's not days that are hard, not that there's not an enemy that still tries to create doubt. But in the end, you're like, Lord, I'm becoming more, I'm becoming more like Jesus in this practice. I'm, I'm being refined. Um, the selfish ambition is being pruned off the, just the desire for presence is, is more palpable. And in the end, I'm, I'm praying that I'm more, more, um, what they say in James 1, count it joy when you face trial because it makes you perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And it's not that I'm not lacking nothing, but it does mean that I need a lot less um, for myself to feel okay.
0: I think we all need to hear that, that, whether we had a big decision or not. Yeah, just to fall more in love with a Father because... Mm. He asks us to trust him, and there's too many testimonies in my own life, and I'm sure you could share the same, that just proof he is trustworthy, and I need to remind myself of that and write them down and lean in. And, mm. yeah, yeah, so good. I would love for you to share with the people where we can find this beautiful devotional if we wanted to walk through surrendering everything and saying yes to Jesus with all of our days, and yes. then more about you online. Absolutely. You can just find me at Rebecca Lyons. So
1: my spelling's a little different. R-E-B-E-K-A-H-L-Y-O-N-S-S. The, the Hebrew spelling of Rebecca, my parents made sure we all had Bible names. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course. Um, and so you can find a surrendered yes, 52 devotions to let go and live free. And so it's 52 days um, broken in three sections. One is saying yes to God. Say, uh, the second section is saying yes to yourself. Because a lot of times women are the last to actually have any introspection on what is it that I am needing that I am just not even engaging. Um, and then saying yes to others because I, it's the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And you can't love someone else if you haven't um, actually really fed your and nourished your own soul through his word, through practices, through rhythms, all those things. And so it's just everyday topics. It's it's definitely, um, you know, saying yes to God could have things like the blessing of friendship or stepping into adventure or being whole or going against the grain or mornings with God. And then, you know, saying yes to yourself could be more like it's okay to say no or expressing those emotions. <laughs> That's a good thing sometimes. Um, a, um, a little bit of sweat or what are the rhythms of sleep that are helpful what is taking a risk or creating beauty. And then to others, it's more like the way of forgiveness and um, welcoming vulnerability and having extravagant love or true connection. It's in the end, I, I, I'm, my prayer is that those who read this book um, will learn a lot more about God and then ultimately a little, a lot more about themselves and that communion with God so that they can create beautiful things together that do serve others but it's coming from a motive that's very different it's like it's like with god for the world instead of like using god to kind of have more influence in the world and um that to me is just a game changer beautiful
0: uh yes friends you need this on your bookshelf On our nightstand, actually, this is a nightstand book. Rebecca, I am so grateful for you spending some time with us today. And I would love to know one of my favorite questions to ask friends that join us is what is something that you are loving these days that you have to share with the people listening? Oh, I love it. Um, What I'm loving this day, these days, this is hilarious. Um,
1: It's called a runner's belt from Lululemon. I think it's like $38. Um, but it, I put my phone in it. It's not like a fanny pack, right? Like fanny packs are bulky when you're trying to, and I'm, this is not because I run (laughs) just to be clear. It's not because I run. It's because I walk fast and I, I would like, I like to listen to sermons on podcast or just certain podcasts that are just people I really respect. Yeah, And so I don't want to tuck my phone into my sports bra. Let's just be honest. And I got this like little runner's belt and it's super sleek and it just hugs your body and you just
0: okay stick your
1: little um phone in there and like almost like a little kangaroo pouch <laughs> and use your AirPods and you're good to go. So I use it every day. It is kind of saving my life because honestly, all summer I stuck my phone in the like shoulder
0: part of my sports bra and that was sweaty and obnoxious. Yes. So I highly recommend especially if it's a summer like mississippi where i am you kind of wonder if there's low-key water damage after you bring it out from any particle of clothing yeah because there's so much sweat yes
1: this is amazing yeah this is almost like yeah like a fabric that it's it's got the it's enough to where it's not there's no sweat happening to your phone (laughs) and it's not making your phone hot on your stomach either because who wants that and it's not bulky like a big fat fanny pack. So it's all the things it's not their normal ones. It's called a runner's belt. Um, and it just, you can adjust it to your waist size. It's awesome.
0: So there you go. That's my, my, it's what I'm loving. (laughs) We're totally linking that in our show notes. Yes. Yes, That is an epic love. We love to hear these things. Um, and there's one other there's one other thing I love for joy.
1: I got it um, on vacation at a bookstore, so I'd have to see if I could find it on Amazon. But it's basically all the fun like Bible songs in, as a board book. Like, so the first um, page is like Jesus loves me, and it's, and then if you're happy and you know it, I've got the joy, joy, joy down my heart. It's like all of them. every night she wants to sing through the whole book, so it's like five songs, and she just thinks it's awesome. That is so and fun. It's like the best bedtime routine. So. Um, yeah, that's my other thing I'm loving. Yes. Those are great. And they do want, they, they do want in nurse, nursery rhymes too, but I decided to get like the Bible ones. Cause I always sing nursery rhymes, and turns in the end ends with Zacchaeus was a wee little bit.
0: I'm like, I haven't seen that song in like 40 years. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, I'm going to link for both sure. of those in the show notes. Absolutely. Rebecca, you are just a treasure and we love what you do around here. We are totally team Rebecca. So to hear about the projects that you're releasing out into the world is just such a blessing. And we are so thankful that you got to share a little bit about that and your heart in our episode today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.